Iran has finally struck back against the United States for uh, killing their terrorist leader, Qasem Soleimani. Well, they sort of did. Trump confirms that the World War III has ended in about 72 hours. And actually, it was about 24 hours. That's when the uh, World War III narrative came out, was yesterday. But it was... But is it really at an end? And should we really accept that this thing is over? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Democrats continue to doomsay, and they continue the same old narrative. We'll go a little bit into that. And the media is doing yeoman's work covering this, and for making Iran and Soleimani look like heroes and victims. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, I'm seriously trying to find some sort of news out there that goes beyond all this, but the Soleimani thing just keeps going. I don't know why I can't pronounce his name. It's actually pretty clear. Well, Iran has decided to take uh, measures into their own hands, and they decided to exact revenge. The revenge they've been waiting for. Last night, Iran launched 22 ballistic missiles aimed at Iraqi bases holding American soldiers. Trump gathered his security council and watched the tapes, uh, watched the video, and was waiting for information. He said he would address the nation about 30 minutes after the attack started and uh, as the reports came in, because he wanted to know what was actually going to happen. Now, this was a bit of a different attack than what Iran typically does. Iran typically launches rockets and they don't do it from their own country. Well, they didn't do it this time. This time they use ballistic missiles that are controlled and they launched it from Iran. So they weren't messing around here. They were going after the United States. Um, in total, 18 missiles landed. 22 missiles were sent. 18 missiles landed. All but, I think, one or two missed their targets. And four either didn't make it or never blew up. So, <clears throat> this was not exactly a great thing. <coughs> Initial reports, and this is, by the way, this is on uh, Tuesday. So, it, for me today, it's Wednesday. But this was on, is it today, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? No, today's, today's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. So, this happened on Tuesday. And, um... Initial reports said no Americans, there were no American casualties, and there were a few Iraqi casualties, and there were um, there was substantial damage. Now, as the hours passed, it was the reports kept getting clearer. There were suddenly there were definitely no American casualties. They weren't sure if there were Iraqi casualties, but they thought maybe there weren't going to be Iraqi casualties. They weren't sure. Then, 30 minutes later, 
about an hour and a hour, hour and a half after the, the attack started, President Trump canceled his press conference. Instead, he tweeted, quote, all is well. Missiles launched from Iran at two military bases located in Iraq. Assessment of casualties and damage is taking place now. They already knew what the casualty rate was at this point. So far, so good. In other words, oh, oh, white supremacist, sorry, zero. Okay, I can't even do that. Okay, zero, zero casualties, even if it's a white supremacist sign. So far, so good. We have most, the most powerful and well-equipped military anywhere in the world by far. I will be making a statement tomorrow morning. So here's the thing. God bless the Dan Bongino rule. The Dan, you notice I shaped nice and shaped. The Dan Bongino rule basically states, wait 24 hours. I was actually going to hold an emergency podcast last night. And I said, you know something, let's just wait. Something's not right here. There's not the level of panic. We don't see F-35s launching from everywhere. Let's just wait. Well, the Iranian ambassador also made me feel confident in my waiting. He said his name is Jared Zarif. I don't know, but he seems to be their main uh, spokesman. Iran took and and there is no way this guy wrote this because there is no way he knows about the Amber Sam symbol. So I don't know. We'll see. Iran took and concluded proportionate measures in self-defense under Article 51 of the UN Charter targeting base from which cowardly armed attack against our citizens and senior officials were launched. We do not seek escalation of war, but will defend ourselves in any aggression. Okay, when I saw this tweet, I didn't know anything. We, we did not know about casualties. We did not know what Trump was planning, but I had some ideas. The first idea I had was they didn't hit anything. Now, this, I got this for two reasons. One, there was no escalation. If, do you think for a second Trump wasn't planning that there was going to be an attack and that he was not prepared? He's got bloody two B-2 bombers and 35 F F-35s out there, or 20 F-35s out there. He's ready to fight. He's got 52 sites already lined up. So why do I think they didn't do anything? One, uh, measures in self-defense under Article 51 of the UN Charter, which means Iran wanted to make sure they did this as legally, internationally, as absolute positive as they positively could be. They could not have another international law broken because they've been breaking international laws forever. Uh, proportionate measures in self-defense. That's the other thing. Which means these 22 missiles were proportionate to actually <coughs> make them look justified. That's a big word. Proportionate means we've done enough. And finally, we do not seek escalation or war, but will defend ourselves against any aggression. The ball was smacked out of Iran's side of the court and is now in the United States side of the court, and they're basically saying, we don't want an escalation. We don't want a war. We've done what we need to do. 
We don't want this. Interesting, huh? Now, the Ayatollah over there, and he's he's the real piece of crap. Supposedly, this guy was actually in the war room when this was happening. Yeah, please. This guy's like 6,000 years old. There is no way he's going to be up in the middle of the night watching these missiles fly. He sat back and said they were slapped last night, but such military actions are not enough. Pound al-Assad base. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. I, I'm assuming they're looking for to, to nail a U.S. base in uh, Syria, but I'm not really sure. Oh, no, al-Assad base is the one they actually hit last night. So the Ayatollah doesn't seem exactly thrilled about what happened. And he shouldn't have been. <coughs> because Gene followed. <coughs> That's me. <coughs> Gene followed the Bongino rule. And we really found out what happened the next morning. Um, and I got to be honest with you. This was pretty awesome. There were no casualties. And the only two missiles hit a base. But the base was unpopulated. It was actually evacuated. There was moderate damage to the base. So no American or Iraqis were injured or killed in this raid. We also found out that Iran contacted Iraq the night that night and told them, this is what you need to do. We are shooting over there. Clear out the bases. And by the way, that's important. Because Iran does not want Iraq to be not does not want to make an enemy out of Iraq. If they started killing Iraqis, that's going to be bad for Iraq. Soleimani in Iraq was not popular. Soleimani in Iran was not popular. Okay, that is, that, that, that 100,000 people you saw, 35 people were killed. We're not sure how they were killed. They say it was a stampede. We don't know if it was a stampede or they were actually shooting them. We have no idea what actually happened in Iran. But Soleimani was not popular in Iraq or Iran. He's not popular in Syria. Turkey hated him. We won't even talk about the UAB or Saudi Arabia. They can't stand the guy. Um, so Iraq was contact, and then Iraq decided to contact the United States. Everybody was evacuated. All but two missiles made it to a base. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Here is the coup de grace. Iran reported to their state media that 30 people were killed during the attacks. Of course, you got to remember, state media in Iran is extremely controlled. Um, there's no Twitter in Iran. There's no Facebook in Iran. There's no Instagram in Iran. They blocked that about six months ago. And remember, that's what started the initial riots when they blocked, I think it was Instagram. They blocked Instagram and everyone flipped. They actually blocked Twitter too. But in Iran, they like taking pictures of themselves. The gals like taking pictures of themselves without the burqas on so everyone can see what kind of nice hair they have. So right off the bat, this attack looked completely staged. It was staged so Iran could save some face. Now, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I suggest you listen to um, you listen to Donald Trump's complete statement the day after. 
uh, this morning at about 8 o'clock, he, he released a statement, 8 o'clock Pacific time, it's about 11 o'clock um, Eastern time. He released a statement on it, and it was a probably the most important statement he was going to release in his presidency thus far, and it's been three years. And he lit it up. I'm only going to give you a bit, but I suggest to you that you actually listen to the full statement if you have not heard it. Listen. Iran continues to foment violence, unrest, hatred, and war. The civilized world must send a clear and unified message to the Iranian regime. Your campaign of terror, murder, mayhem will not be tolerated any longer. It will not be allowed to go forward. Today, I am going to ask NATO to become much more involved in the Middle East process. Over the last three years, under my leadership, our economy is stronger than ever before, and America has achieved energy independence. These historic accomplishments change our strategic priorities. These are accomplishments that nobody thought were possible. And options in the Middle East became available. We are now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. We are independent, and we do not need Middle East oil. The American military has been completely rebuilt under my administration at a cost of $2.5 trillion. U.S. armed forces are stronger than ever before. Our missiles are big, powerful, accurate, lethal, and fast. Under construction are many hypersonic missiles. The fact that we have this great military and equipment, however, does not mean we have to use it. We do not want to use it. American strength, both military and economic, is the best deterrent. Three months ago, after destroying... There you have it. There you have it. Does this speech sound familiar? It should sound a little familiar. That is pretty much... The same speech, without the insults, uh, he did not insult Iran, and there's a reason. We're going to get to that. Like, But this is the same speech that he gave to North Korea. How is Iran going to react to this as opposed to North Korea? Because North Korea did react well to it. Uh, Kim, so Kim Jong-il... Uh, or whatever his name, Young, does he wanted to actually deal with Trump. Iran, they've got some problems. They've got some real problems. And we'll talk about the differences in a little bit. But there are some really important things to actually look when you're when you're listening to the speech. And go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I actually pulled that from Grabian. A great web a great site. I love it. Um and I'm actually going to use another video from Grabian, so, I, and we're going to talk about why I'm I'm giving, um, I'm giving props, even though you could go to the website and see it anyway. Um, go to the web, my website www.dumbasstalkingpolitics.com. I've got the entire the entire video, and it's again YouTube. You can go back and forth, or you could just go to YouTube and watch it. I suggest you watch. The entire speech. It was a powerful speech. It was a short speech. There were no questions. It was 10 minutes long. 
He had all his military advisors around him. Because here's the reality. Everyone thinks Trump's nuts. That's fine. Trump may be nuts. Everyone thinks Trump is dumb. That's fine. Trump may be dumb. His advisors aren't. And trust me, Trump did not make this decision without advisor help. And if you don't believe that, Trump has backtracked dozens of times. So I don't understand why people don't get this. Trump did not make this decision in a vacuum. He listened to people. And all those people, from Mike Pompeo to his security staff to his defense staff, it's good. So here, here are the things we need to, uh, we need, we got from this speech. Uh, now, a couple of these I got from two so other sources: Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, Andrew Claven, uh, from the Daily Wire. Andrew Claven, Ben Shapiro from the Daily Wire. They had some ideas that were actually really good. I don't know if I buy them. That's fine, but here they are. We will remain strong and retaliate if Iran or any of its proxies kill Americans. This is huge. Because here's the thing. Before, Iran used to commit terrorist acts via its proxies. Hezbollah or whatever little tribe in Yemen. The United States, he basically said, Iran, you're going to be held responsible and we're going to do the same thing. So it's not like... Iran is going to get a free pass anymore. They're going to have to really straighten up. And they're going to have to back off. Even their proxies, even people that are not Iranian but are supported by Iran. That's a done deal. Um, this is basically, I think Dan Bongino, in his show notes, if you go to Bongino.com or DanBongino.com, he actually has show notes. He has an article called, The United States and the Iran are Naked Today. Why? Because everything's being called out. Iran is calling out the United States for what they're doing, and the United States is calling Iran out for what they're doing. Uh, uh, Bongino went through the entire article. I listen to Bongino. You should listen to his podcast. Great. The Dan Bongino podcast. Great podcast. A little bit conspiracy theory, but it, it's a good podcast. He basically was saying was he was Trump was calling out Iran. Iran saying, hey, none of this proxy crap anymore. You guys, Hezbollah launches missiles from um, that uh, fantasy world of Palestine into Israel. It's going to be considered an Iranian problem. If U.S. troops are attacked in Syria, it's going to be considered Iranian. They're going to be assumed to have committed the crimes. And so they're not going to get free and Iran will suffer. The United States placed more sanctions on Iran. Effective immediately. The United States is crippling them, crippling. It's just they keep keeping their hand on their throat, keeping the boot on their throats, making them weaker and weaker. And this has been shown to affect them because all of the support they've been giving to these proxy groups has been disappearing because they can't afford it. Yemen is a prime example. They stopped sending money and arms to Yemen. They can't afford to do it anymore. Their defenses in Iran are practically depleted. Their navy is made up of two submarines and 18 PT boats. They have no air, air support, air uh, defense whatsoever. The United States flew a B-2 bomber to Kuwait for a reason. 
because they're not going to blow that thing up. They can't get to it. Their Air Force is practically nil. They're dealing with 1970s Russian planes. Uh, yeah, go against an F-35. Let's see what happens to that. Not to mention we're trained better. They're, they are in big trouble when it comes to defense. But here's the thing. he did. Trump did offer an olive branch. Trump did say, you know something? You can play with us. You can join us. This is a big thing. He's right. Iran, all they have to do is stop this. They could be part of the world. Trump will drop sanctions almost immediately. Stop with the nuclear program, which they don't need. Unless you want to really blow Israel into a, a change and make Israel into a parking lot, which they do. Just quit. Stop it. Stop starting the wars. One, if you stop starting all these proxy wars, you're going to have so much money for your people. Two, your people want it. But why won't Iran do it? Iran won't do it because they're not like China. Iran is a theocracy. And they are truly isolationist and imperialist. You, talk, you hear these Democrats talking all the time about Iran being this, um, just, we're just here and we're being victimized. And they're not. They are, or the United States being the imperialist country. You hear this all the time. Does anyone know what imperialism actually means? It means the United States, it means that a country goes in and takes over. When was the last time the United States took over a territory in the world? We never took, took over Iraq. We never took over Kuwait. We never took over Afghanistan. That was never the goal. It was to rid those countries of our enemies and then get out. Didn't work out. Iran is an imperialist country. They want the United States out of Iraq for a reason, because they want to invade Iraq. They want to own Iraq. They want Iraq's oil fields. They're in Syria for a reason, because they want Syria. Why, I don't know. But they want Syria. They are a true imperialist country. Don't listen to Democrats when they say... Iran is just a peaceful country. No, they're not. They are an imperialist country. And they have to be isolationist, which means what's going to happen when they go to Iraq? They're going to ethnically cleanse. Not all Muslims are the same. They're going to get rid of the Muslims they don't want. They're going to kill them all. And by the way, when did Iran become the moral authority of the world like the press makes them out to be? Iran hangs, publicly hangs homosexuals. Iran suppresses women. There is nothing good about Iran. So why do they not want to deal with the United States? Why don't they just say, you know what, you're right. Let's go deal with the United States. We'll give up the nuclear program. We'll stop all this crap because we'll take that money and we'll use it for something else. Because the second the people, which I've always said, are excruciatingly progressive, the second the people see what the United States is like, they'll demand more. 
That's what's happening in China right now. That's what's happening in Hong Kong. Hong Kong realizes, oh my God, our freedom is so important. Look at what they're doing in China. And the people in China, you can't go back once you have a taste of freedom. That's why Trump, that's why uh, Iran can't be friends with the United States. It sounds so simple. It really does. And it's simple for North Korea too. And North Korea, Kim Jong-un is really thinking about it, but Kim Jong-un is in the same position. He realizes the second the United States touches that country, that country is going to overthrow Kim Jong-un. He will no longer be in power. And that's what the mullahs want. The mullahs want to be in power. The other thing to notice about the speech is he never really threw Iran under the bus. He never sat there and said, well, none of the missiles hit anything. No Americans were killed. He did say no Americans were killed, but he said that as a reason to de-escalate, which is later on in, in the list. In other words, he was basically Trump wants to de-escalate. He doesn't want a war. He doesn't want to continue the conflict. The sanctions on Iran are doing enough. The leeching from all of these different militias that are causing problems in different countries, they're killing Iran itself. And Iran's people are killing Iran. Don't forget, it was just reported that at least 1,500 Iranians were killed in protests, in pro-democracy protests. Iran's got a lot of problems. Trump doesn't need to be the cause of those problems. Let Iran choke itself out. And that's what's going to end up happening in the long run. Trump also <laughs> said that he thinks that, you know, other countries in the world have to join in in this. Do you realize that nuclear agreement, which, by the way, expires in 2023, nothing has changed. <coughs> None of the countries have actually let Iran go from this nuclear agreement. And Trump is saying, hey, guys, you need to start dealing with this. These are not good people. Start dealing with them. And start understanding. The United States is independent. We're isolated. We could leave the Middle East tomorrow, watch our borders. But Democrats don't want us to watch our borders. Make sure bad people don't come in and we'll be okay. The rest of the world, not so much. And if we leave Iraq, Iraq's in big trouble. Between Iran and Turkey, which by the way, Turkey is the power of the Middle East right now. Iran is not. What's going to happen? More anarchy. Um, this was an excruciatingly important speech and Trump hit it out of the park. It's very good, straightforward. Thank God he didn't answer any questions. Thank God he read off a, temp, a teleprompter. And the fact that he came from behind everybody, all the generals lined up, Pres, uh, Vice President Pence lined up, they were all waiting for him. And then from behind, the doors opened, the light shined from the window. This was in the north, uh, this was in the north area of the... Trump walks in, the doors open magically. Yeah, there were two soldiers that opened the doors. At the exact same time, light from the back window. It was almost a godly sight. 
And don't think Trump didn't do that on purpose. I'm not saying Trump is godly. I'm just saying, oh my God, you could not have staged this better. And then he walks in and he says, Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. I, very powerful. Uh, and and this was this was a great speech. And if Iran, which has now been given the opportunity to de-escalate because the United States will not attack, no Americans were killed, that's awesome. Iran can just sit back and say, okay, we saved face. Now, is Iran, Iran has become, is Iran now the eunuch that we've always wanted them to be? No, not at all. Not at all. They still have to be watched. And there are a bunch of reasons. This could be a head fake by, first, this could be a head fake by Iran. They could be saying, okay, we just need some time to really hit them hard. I don't buy that. That's a, a Dan Bongino take. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen because we'll be able to trace it to Iran and those 52 sites are still open. Iran will continue <clears throat> to poke the United States with attacks. They're going to do it constantly. The attacks will be small. They will probably be against bases. Hopefully no Americans are killed as far as they're concerned. So they're going to continue this terrorist stuff. They're going to launch rockets and uh, crap-filled balloons on fire over Israel and things like that. But I don't think they're probably going to take Saudi Arabia. They may cause some problems on the Strait of Hormuz. But it's not going to be a death to America, and that's what Trump's worried about. Uh, we do need to monitor their nuclear program, because here's the big thing. This is kind of important. Um, they're, the reason we can attack... Iran, without any hesitation, is because there is no, um, there is, they don't have a nuclear weapon and there's no mutual assured destruction. Okay. The, if Iran has a nuclear weapon or multiple nuclear weapons, then suddenly you have mutual assured destruction and it gets kind of touchy with going into a fight because Iran, the second the mullahs realize they're going to lose, they're going to launch every nuclear weapon they have at wherever they have. So you have to be careful. We have enough uh, bunker buster bombs, including the Moab. And by the way, the Moab does not stand for mother of all bombs. It stands for massive ordnance air blast bomb. That's what it stands for. That will take out any underground facility. So we have enough of that. That is still an option and it still needs to be thought of. So even though as Americans we're sitting back and we're saying, okay, um, things are good. Things are good. Uh, the reality is we need to, we can't ignore Iran because before we know it in a year, they have a nuclear weapon. They may not be able to launch it, but they do have uh, ballistic missiles. I don't think they have ICBMs, but we don't know. We need to watch Iran and we still need to deal with them. Iran will do anything we say at this moment because they have way too much to lose. And the targets that Trump has picked are probably a really big deal. Uh, first off, Iran's army and revolutionary guard are huge. They actually have two militaries. Uh, the problem is that only matters in a ground war, and Trump's already said we're not going in a ground war. So their main defense means nothing to the United States. 
Um, Iran's Air Force and Navy are almost non-existent. They've got a couple of submarines, and the rest of their Navy is made of a destroyer and a bunch of PT boats. They are not a threat in the Navy. We could have one bombing run and eliminate their Navy, even though their subs might be kind of hard to find. Iran's ballistic missiles are mobile, hard to hit, um, but they're few and far between, and they don't have the range. Their air defenses are terrible. There's a reason Trump flew a B-2 bomber out there. It's because there's no reason not to throw the B-2 bomber out there. Nothing is going to stop them. As a matter of fact, Obama almost screwed everything up with this, this darn nuclear agreement because it would have allowed Iran to get missile air defenses. Unfortunately, fortunately for us, no country sold it to them. So they do not have an air defense. It's the standard old air defense. Um, if we hit only a couple, let's say we ignore Iran's defenses and we go after the oil refineries, we will put them in the black. They will be done. Because they'll, we have, they will not even have oil to send away. So Iran's got some problems. And um, even though I think they cannot have a relationship with the United States uh, because of, of their because of some of the issues they have, I have a feeling that um, they, they're really being left without a lot of choice. And Trump has played this absolutely beautifully. I'm violating the Dave rule, so I'm going to make this last part real quick. I'm not even going to talk about the Democrats. The Democrats' reaction is about the same as their reaction to anything Trump does. He's wrong. He's a murderer. He's crazy. He's whatever. Uh, excuse me. The um, Democrats, the Democrats, a squad had a uh, had a uh, press conference and. They basically made him out to be Satan and Iran is all holy and everything. It's the typical crap. I, I was going to cut some video and I thought, eh, I'm not going to do that. It's going to take me forever. I'm never going to get it through. And the reality is these guys are just crazy anyway. Trump could cure cancer and they're still going to find a problem. Well, he didn't cure pancreatic cancer. I don't know. It, it, whatever it is. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said she was on Twitter. She said she was monitoring the situation uh, with the attacks last night uh, or on a, a Tuesday night. But she was at a fundraiser. She didn't leave the fundraiser. Meanwhile, Trump is in the White House with his entire defense staff and security staff. So these people are full of crap. Uh, Trump did everything correctly. The worst part was the media. Um, this is another, the media has really, they're shifting. They are really having a problem finding a narrative. They are really trying to discover a loss for Donald Trump in this whole thing. The problem is, this was a huge win for Donald Trump. World War III was prevented. It's over. But the media, let's listen to this clip. Again, this is from Grabian. And it's basically a montage of... Democrats talking about how great Qasem Salami, Salam, Soleimani was. 
how great he was. He was a terrorist. He's killed tens of thousands of people, not just Americans. He's only killed about 600 to 1,000 Americans. He's killed tens of thousands. He killed Iraqis. He's killed more Muslims than he's killed Americans. Listen to this crap. He was a war hero, the commander of Iran's feared Quds Force. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran, he was a national hero. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, and I was thinking of de Gaulle. A revered figure in Iran and some other places in the Middle East. Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic, and bold. His power made Iranians proud. But even many of Soleimani's enemies admitted he was a military genius. Qasem Soleimani was an evil genius. Soleimani was in charge of spreading Iranian influence around the world, and he was extremely good at it. He is the, think of the French Foreign Legion, you know, if you will. By killing Qasem Soleimani, the U.S. has stripped Iran of an inspirational military leader. The crowds are massive and emotional. There are many tears here. Thousands of mourners on the streets in Iran. Symbolic caskets aloft. Weeping and chanting, I am Soleimani. The supreme leader of Iran weeping and praying over a coffin draped in the Iraqi flag. It's difficult to convey how revered he is. There was talk in Iran Soleimani might be a future president or perhaps even a supreme leader. I usually listen to the entire video, uh, audio, when video audio when before because I, I like to comment maybe I catch something I didn't catch before I couldn't even deal with this tripe propaganda and this wasn't from BBC this was from the AP the MSNBC CNN ABC CBS NBC NBC they made this guy out to be a hero. Well, here's the thing. Their narrative, they kept trying to move the goalposts. The problem is they kept moving the goalposts too fast. No one could keep up. So when Soleimani was killed, all you heard was how much he was a hero. That's what you heard in the last segment. And how Trump destabilized uh, the Middle East and how now they hate, now they hate us. Now they're screaming death to America. Or America is the great Satan. I don't know about you. I've been alive a long time. I remember the um, hostages in Iran in 79. I, they were saying that back in 79. None of this stuff is new. They've been saying this crap for ages. Then, <coughs> when Iran made threats, Soleimani wasn't as important. Then they said... Trump's instability was causing World War III. We were entering World War III. We can't have another war. No, Trump was setting a precedence for deterrence. Here's the thing. We've done, and I've said this already. We've ignored Iran. It didn't work. They kept hitting us. We appeased Iran. We gave them $180 billion of unmarked cash on pallets. And they kept hitting us. And they kept doing their nuclear thing. And the nuclear program did everything but stop nuclear research. Now Trump said, okay, 
Let's see. You have attacked American bases. You've attacked Israel. You have shot down one of our drones. You've attacked ships in the Strait of Hormuz. You have killed Americans while they were just sitting there. You dropped one of our um, our one of our major drones, shot it out of the sky for no particular reason. You attacked our U.S. embassy in Iraq. Trump said, "Okay, enough." The appeasement, the ignoring, because Trump was ignoring him. He said he punched him right in the face. I'm not only going to kill Soleimani the leader of your Revolutionary Guard and the second-in-command in Iran, I also killed the leader of Hezbollah. He killed two leaders at the same time. That's deterrence. And Iran, it worked. Iran said, uh, we're going to shoot 22 missiles, send the Americans the message, get them out of the way, we don't want to kill Americans, we need to save face. That's what they did. Wow. When Iran made threats, uh, now World War III ain't happening. Iran made an inconsequential attack on some goat in the middle of the desert. Nobody was killed. They were either A, incompetent, or B, they wanted to save face. You figure it out. Iran has had no problems attacking anything before this. Suddenly, 22 missiles miss everything? <coughs> no. World War III wasn't happening. And then Trump confirmed it this morning, or Wednesday morning, when they, he said, okay, it's de-escalated. It's done. I'm not attacking. It's up on Iran's court right now. Suddenly, World War III was over. And do you know what the press said today? The press said that, oh, well, thank God. The mullahs in Iran are reasonable because we've got such an insane person in our White House that if they were insane in Iran, we would have been in World War III. Done. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Pod, Podcast Addict, or YouTube. The video cast will be located on YouTube. Just search for Dumbasses Talking Politics. And uh, uh, you want to see the show notes, full videos, any type of graphics that I have, and links for my references, you can go to Com. I am now working on a newsletter. I don't know how I'm going to do this working eight, eight, nine hours a day and come up with a newsletter, but I'm figuring it out right now. Thanks for listening. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.